It's time for the Contempo Coding Podcast. Discussions, knowledge, and insight to help you succeed in the medical coding industry. And now, here's your host, Victoria. Hey there, coding crew, and welcome back. Happy Friday. I am so excited. I am starting to really feel the effects of fall here in Pennsylvania. I am particularly happy. If you follow me on Instagram, you may have seen that I posted a story a while back about how my house does not have central air conditioning. There is a very loud air conditioning unit that is sits right outside of my office. So you can hear it in the background when I'm doing videos. So when I don't want to hear that background noise of the air conditioner running, I would have to turn it off or close my door and plug it. So either way, I was basically sitting in my office sweating my butt off because it was super hot in here. But now I am so, so thankful (laughs) I can turn off my air conditioner, not have that noise in the background, and I can sit nice and cool and cozy in my office. And I absolutely love, love, love hoodies. And you can probably see it was in my last video. I just got an AAPC hoodie that was on a store that they had set aside specially for health con attendees because, you know, they had all this stuff printed up that they couldn't sell off in person in the stores that they normally run. So they were offering it uh, through like a square store. And I got this really cute AAPC hoodie. It's blue and it has the AAPC logo on it and it's got the little little thumb holes in it. So I just I just am like personally in love with that hoodie in particular right now. So that's where I'm cozying up in my office with my AAPC hoodie with the little finger holes in it. Speaking of stories, if you guys haven't seen this yet, LinkedIn finally updated. They are now having story features on LinkedIn. I had heard about this a few weeks ago at a virtual conference that I was participating in in regards to online video and social media, and they had mentioned that it was being tested in other countries and that they were believing they were going to launch LinkedIn stories. So now that is officially part of LinkedIn. I don't think it is surging popularity right now. People are maybe still getting updates and it doesn't look like it's on yet the desktop application, just the phone application. So I'm noticing that not a lot of people are particularly right now viewing it, but I think it's something we really need to start getting into and familiar with utilizing because, um, you know, you don't want the surge to happen and then you're trying to catch up and get onto the, uh, onto the trend. Now, I do want to caution, unlike some of the other applications that are out there, like TikTok and LinkedIn and um, Instagram, they do not have an audio library yet. So just be very, very cautious if you're trying to repurpose any social media videos or things that you have already developed that you don't utilize copyrighted music or copyrighted sounds in your videos that you're sharing on LinkedIn because Instagram might have licensing for certain songs or audio files that um, cannot be utilized on other applications. Now, just looking at some of the stickers that are available currently on LinkedIn Stories, it looks like what they're anticipating people are going to be posting are things like questions of the day, uh, work-life balance, work tips, goals, sneak peeks, behind-the-scenes things that are going on in your business or in your work life, as well as live updates. Um, let's see, what else have they got here? 
information about contacting you, what your productivity hacks are, your hustles. Um, there's also a cute sticker here that says lunch break, and I, that might be one that I'll have to utilize. I don't know that I've ever shared this with you guys, but I am quite the lunch packer, particularly more so for my daughter than myself. She's as of late been requesting things like Halloween inspired packed lunches. And even though she's now going to school virtually, she still wants me to pack a lunch for her. So I pack a lunch and I stick it in the fridge for her. Uh, and, and I make very cute little things and try to be very, very creative in packing these little, little compartmentalized lunches for her. I oftentimes have been eating the same thing. I think I've mentioned somewhere in the past that most of the time I'm on a ketogenic diet, except for I take a cheat to, uh, break every two weeks and then eat two weeks worth of carbs, which is really not what you're supposed to do. <laughs> and it's not working out super well. I'll, I'll just completely admit to that. But yeah, so a lot of times my, my lunches consist of like burger bowls and Caesar salads with chicken and avocado. My kid's the one that gets all the good lunches. But yeah, go on LinkedIn Source, take a look at some of those stickers so that you can kind of get some ideas for what topics might be applicable for you, that there's already kind of things built into the application to utilize. The other thing I want to mention is just be careful if you're selling anything. You know, you don't want to constantly be selling, selling, selling through your LinkedIn profile. And stories in particular, the reason that they have these through TikTok and Instagram and now LinkedIn is they're kind of supposed to tell a, a, a story like what is what what are you working on right now it's not just supposed to be something just stagnant because if you're just going to post like hey here's a funny meme like you can just kind of do that on your normal feed through your LinkedIn profile that wouldn't really be a quote-unquote story I think for the purposes of medical coding, this might be good to show off participation in various educational opportunities. Like if you're uh, participating in a webinar or a training session, you know, if you're learning E&M, if you're brushing up on your CPT updates, even just showing maybe, uh, <laughs> so this is, this is so funny. I have to mention this too. So my ICD-10 CM book came two days ago. And what happened was I was just coming down the stairs and my boyfriend says to me, hey, what the hell did you order? The UPS guy is backing up into our driveway. And I'm like, I didn't order anything. What the heck did I order that the UPS man has to back up into our driveway to deliver it because it's that heavy? And sure enough, it was my ICD-10CM book. And my boyfriend handed it to me and he goes, what the heck is so heavy in here? And I'm like, oh my God, that's my coding book. And I'm like, yeah, I'm excited. It's finally here. Uh, I ordered the AAPC edition, which I've never had before. And I'm like, oh, okay. I said, I'm going to set this aside because I'm going to, I'm going to unbox this on video later. And he just kind of looked at me and laughed. And then I laughed. And then I went upstairs to go answer some emails about sponsorships I'm having. So I'm kind of the one getting, I think, the last laugh on there. He's laughing at me about unboxing my, <laughs> my coding books. And I'm like, yeah, 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 let me tell you how my social media is coming along here. So yeah, that might actually be a bonus video because I think unboxing my ICD-10CM book and kind of going through it's probably not the, the greatest content value video I could make this week. Um, so I'm probably going to do the ICD-10CM guidelines, something else, and then also include my unboxing. And the, I also have to do a different type of video with it because I think I want to make a, a reel. If you're not following me on Instagram, definitely check me out on Instagram because I'm follow, I'm making some really cute 
reels for Instagram lately. And uh, I think there's going to be one involving the new ICD-10 CM book that I just got. But going back to LinkedIn stories, so yeah, show off that you got your new code books, that you're doing any kind of educational activities. Uh, this would even be a good one if you have something published in Healthcare Business Monthly and the print version comes, like do a cute little 15 second video of you holding up the magazine and showing it off. It's definitely kind of a fun challenge to think of some sort of value that you can provide, but within the constraints of a 15 second time span. So on to what I really wanted to talk about today, which is some additional education in medical coding and then that discussion about should I get a degree? Should I go back and get my associates, my bachelor's, or should I pursue additional certifications? One of the things I hear from coders is I want to go and get my degree because I want more money. So let's explore that. What I want to say first and foremost is whether or not you get more money with a degree depends on how you're going to utilize that degree. So the, the, the having the degree alone generally won't increase your salary. When HR looks at your compensation, a lot of organizations pay based off of the tasks that you're doing and what that entails, years of experience, but the fact of having a degree versus not having a degree doesn't always impact their calculations for salary. Now, if you're looking to utilize that degree to get into an advanced position, like you want to get into a compliance position or you want to get into a management or leadership position, then yeah, a degree would probably be helpful in those situations, especially in management a lot of times, uh, in more manager versus supervisor or director type roles, they are looking for someone with a degree. If it's something you're interested in pursuing, also make, please make sure that you look into any opportunities you have with your current employer. Many employers do offer educational assistance as far as tuition assistance, reimbursement. Um, usually it'll be like 80% of tuition or something, but then you have to pay for books or whatever. But it is oftentimes I found in healthcare, they, especially larger organizations, they do offer some sort of tuition assistance programs. They may be contingent though on you signing some sort of agreement that you will continue to work in that organization for a set period of years. And they may also state that it has to be something related to something that would be hired within that organization. So if they maybe don't hire emergency medical technicians and you're interested in getting a, a certification in that, they might not reimburse that if they personally don't employ EMTs. And just, you know, I, I, I never want to discourage anyone from doing anything, but really think about it if you're getting into management, if that's really something you want to do. I had pursued it at one time. Uh, I was supervising a team of coding 
specialists, which were basically our auditors and educators in the organization. And it's not always all it's cracked up to be, particularly if you get into an environment where there are certain politics involved. You know, you think it's all going to be leaders and leadership and, and everyone's your friend. And, you know, there's a lot of things that also go into that that are just not great. Filling out FMLA paperwork and doing human resources things and having to troubleshoot if someone's calling out and they're supposed to be meeting with a provider at seven in the morning. It's a lot of stress. And I used to deal with a lot of other managers that would say things like, oh my God, you know, I've been so busy. I haven't even had a chance to go to the bathroom yet today. And I'm not sure that that's something we should really be wearing as almost a badge of pride, like that we've been so incredibly busy, we haven't had a chance to freely use the bathroom. So if you're in a situation where maybe you could get into a shadowing program or a leadership kind of training program, that's something that I would definitely pursue and look into and see if it really is what you're looking for. Now, if you aren't looking into getting into compliance or management or any sort of advanced role in that fashion, and you just want more money, and you think that that degree is going to lead to more money, you actually might wind up with less net money. So if you're paying out student loans, but making approximately the same as you were as a coder, like if you're just like, I just want more money as a coder, I don't know that that's going to calculate into your salary. And if you're paying out then in payments and student loans, you'll, you'll actually have less net money to pay with because to play with because you're going to have student loans to pay. You know, it's it's definitely a lot to consider. I always reflect back when I was working in technical school in my early career in medical coding. One of the things I did was I would teach the introduction to medical coding course and the introduction to medical coding course wasn't just coding and HIM students, it was medical assistants too. And I always remember the medical assistants telling me that they were paying about $35,000 for their degree there as a medical assistant. And at the time, medical assistants only made an annual salary of $35,000 a year. So that's quite a, an amount of money to pay, like your entire year's salary for a degree. My honest suggestion, if you want to stay within that realm of being a medical coder, is to just pursue additional certifications. Because I think the certifications are going to as I always say, you want to cast that wide net. And I think the additional certifications will cast a wider net because when you are looking for those specialty specific type of roles, it will look a lot better. Like if you find a really good job as a general surgery coder and you're certified in general surgery, that will potentially show that since that's a more specialized type of coding role, that might wind up resulting in more income. You know, the wider of a net you can cast, the more opportunities that you'll be situated tactically to be considered for. So perhaps you would have your certification in auditing already and maybe not working in an, currently in an auditing role, but something comes up. And so you'll be poised, you'll be ready when those, those opportunities come because you have your auditing certification. I talked in one of the recent videos that I made about things that put the proverbial feather in your cap. So the things that really aren't a job role that you had or an extra, 
uh, degree, but they will make that you stand out on your resume. So it's just like there's a little extra thing. So what can you do that's going to be an extra that will really make your resume stand out versus the masses of resumes? Is it that extra article you wrote? And it could be that extra certification. It could be that, especially if you are now dual certified, like you're certified in different types of coding, like if you do professional coding, as well as coding for outpatient or for risk adjustment or inpatient. I mean, that's a hell of a thing if you can do both professional fee coding and inpatient facility coding, because they are just two different worlds entirely. And being well-versed in both of them is going to open up so many doors and so many opportunities. So while the degree might put you in a good place for some advanced positions uh, in management or compliance, if that's really not what you're looking to go after, if you don't really want to be in a, a management role where you're responsible for people or responsible for projects or responsible for very high complex compliance situations and you want to stay kind of on that track of medical coding and not stray too, too far from the medical coding aspects, I would really encourage just start um, getting certifications, you know, really researching what is out there that are things that you're interested in, not just collecting credentials, not just putting the alphabet soup behind your name, but really looking at this tactically. What is the demand in your area? Where could you move that would advance? Are there organizations that you want to work for that you know have very good compensation? And what are they looking for as far as certifications? Because you might be situated somewhere where maybe they have a very good mothers and babies hospital, where if you get certified as an OB coder, that they will have very good compensations and very good packages there. So that might behoove you more than someone who doesn't have that available in their area. And if you're interested in remote work, just go out on Indeed, go out on Coders Direct, see if you can get some information maybe on salaries for different types of coding specialties. And if that's a specialty that you're interested in, you know, start researching, go to some seminars, go to some workshops, get those study guides and get that extra certification. I actually made the joke recently to someone who was discussing certifications that certifications with the AAPC and other credentialing organizations are almost like tattoos. As soon as you get that first one, you start thinking about, hmm, you know, that wasn't too bad. I could probably get another. And then some people wind up with the, uh, the huge string of letters behind their name. So thank you everyone for tuning in this week. I appreciate every single one of you, especially those of you that are following me on various social media outlets that I'm on right now. You know, I definitely am pouring my heart and soul into all of the content that I'm creating. And it's, it's so rewarding when I hear all of the wonderful comments and especially when I go on to various groups like on Facebook and my name just kind of happens to come up in some comment strings that I'm seeing. That's, that's just like that really warms my heart to see the positive impact that I'm having in the industry, because that's really, really what I'm, I'm trying to do. So I will see you guys soon. Make sure you check me out on YouTube and I will be back in two weeks. Have a great week.